you just crafted the perfect punk Charlotte Wilder list. I uh, yes, that's that was the goal. That was uh, I had two you goals. You played one, it off like you didn't know the Family Feud and the Voice yeah, one. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You're such a jerk. Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I am Mark Titus. She is Charlotte Wilder. And Charlotte, I, I have no time for pleasantries. I have no time for hello. I have no time for how are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? Because I have been obsessed with Rosenbaum, this 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 series that we are creating. And uh, I, I I cannot get it out of my head, and it's all I want to talk about. So, all right, uh, Mark. That's I where c- I'm at right now. That's I how I come agree into the show today. You know, I mean, I... I <laughs> I don't know if you saw my missed call on Monday, but I was calling you because I was so excited. I was like, we have to talk more about this. And you were like, what if, like, what if then on our planning meeting yesterday, I was like, I guess I could just, you know, we could talk about it on the show. I'm so into, I think Rosenbaum could be the next big thing. And can I just say one thing real quick before we dive in? Uh, Speaking of television shows and the next big thing, um, I've got a really nice iced coffee here because I stayed up way too late. I I want the people to know, I think some of them will be very happy to find out I finally started watching Bridgerton. (laughs) Um, And I stayed up so late because everybody was like, this is such a sexy show. And for the first few episodes, I was like, are you, is everybody like pulling my leg is that are they just trying and then i stayed up till i got to the sex scene and i was like oh okay now i can go to bed (laughs) i was like i just need to know that the people weren't lying to me and uh so that's why i'm tired but you know i'm I'm holding it together i'm ready to talk rosenbaum so let me get this straight you watched the show just for the sex scene and then you went to sleep like that is. I just, I just wanted to, say, to see like, what everybody was talking about. I was like, this show. There is the the most that happened so far in this show is that somebody kissed somebody else, and then apparently it just turns into like this raunchy situation. And um, I didn't believe that, and then I did believe it, and I was like, all right, you were all right. Now I can <laughs> I can rest easy now. <laughs> anyway, so are you gonna are you gonna continue wa- are, are you gonna continue to- watching the show? Or I mean, is that it. Like you just wanted to you just wanted to get a taste or what? I probably will because it's like still a pandemic and I don't have anything else to do. But I was sort of I'm sort of I don't really care about the storyline anymore. I'm like, OK, I, th- I can see where this is going. I can. I mean, yeah, I'll obviously keep watching it. But I was like, OK, I get what people are talking about. I'm I'm satisfied from a from a pop culture perspective. Is that how you consume TV? I'm I'm so fascinated now because like if we're gonna go together, if we're gonna go in on this together and write a TV show, I need to understand how Charlotte Wilder's brain no, works no, no. when it comes to no, TV. No, 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 no. I you, am, I watch full series when it's good. Bridgerton was like trashy, entertaining. It wasn't. I like I fast forwarded through a lot of parts because I was so bored by some of the dialogue. So I was like, if it's good, I'll watch the whole thing. If it's not, I just need to see what people are talking about so I don't feel left okay. out. All right. All right. Which probably says more about me than anything else. But. <laughs> anyway. You, you, yeah, that is... Uh, I, I mean, there, there are a lot of people that are that way. It's just like, especially it feels like three or four years ago, um, this might just be 
my own experiences talking. I might be the guy that just like, uh, you know, I, I because I experienced it, I assume that everyone else has a, the same experience. But it, feel, it felt to me like three or four years ago was like peak TV where you just lead conversations. You, you see friends for the first time in a long time. And the first thing out of your mouth is like, what shows are you watching? Totally. What, you know, what, what show, uh, Oh my God, you haven't seen, and there's like 7,000 shows. And if you haven't seen all of them, one of your friends, your friends are just picking, trying to find like the one show you haven't seen. And then they're like, totally. Oh my God, you haven't seen that. And then, so it got to a point where I was sort of in the same boat where when I was watching shows, I would, I was just doing it just to like say like, yeah, I've seen that. Like I wasn't even watching some of them. I was just like read on Wikipedia. What the hell? I've done that. Yeah. I've one hundred. I've read the plots of some shows to be like. I just need to know what happens. Also, though, yeah. uh, on Netflix there is a sports documentary to talk about sports for a second. It's not really sports, but it's it's about these. It's forty minutes long. It's a very easy watch. It's about um, kids who do speed Rubik's cube and the world record holders, and it is the most moving thing I've ever seen. Like I cried. I legitimately cried. So everybody <laughs> should watch that. Let's do Rosenbaum. Hit me. I've had two uncaffeine. So, Tell me you, what you got, you, Mark. Well, I was just saying, the, the last thought on all this was uh, you uh, reminded me when I was at the ringer, I pitched an idea of writing a Game of Thrones guide for people that don't watch Game of Thrones and like wanted to jump in on the final season because it's the most elaborate. There's 17,000 characters and like, what do you need to know? Whatever. And I was going to write it in like a uh, very stupid way where it's like, so the hot chick is banging her brother and then the the short guy is actually the you know like i was gonna like write it yeah. in like the, the the dumbest uh way possible and it was the only thing i've ever pitched it's really the only thing i've ever pitched in my life that got shot down and that was when i i, I should have just amazing. i should have just tendered my resignation right then and there also that's <laughs> really funny like, the ringer's like we take game of thrones seriously dude this isn't a goddamn joke to us and i was like all right well they're like do you know how much money ya. we've made off this hbo series and you're like yeah but also when you say it out loud yeah uh this is the plot uh, no that's uh, funny anyway. because when um when i was at sports illustrated uh one of my dearest friends jess matan and i had a podcast together and there was a segment where like i would explain game of thrones from someone who didn't watch game of thrones like we would talk about game of thrones even though i didn't watch it yeah and that was basically yeah. your like so it was my, but i watched glad that it we've like, always I was, been you actually I, watched, I, it, I, but watched it was like, I watched like every second i just wanted to break it i wanted to dumb it down for people that like wanted to get in the whole point was like if you wanted if if you have not been watching this show and you want to be a part of the conversation don't bother watching the whole lead up to this season like here is all you need to know is like the there are three I dragons one of them i wish they'd said yeah. yes because i had no idea yeah, what was going no, on but i didn't want to be left out so i well. pretended i did so the reason I don't work there anymore, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, let's is start with Rosenbaum. up. So, is uh, it? <laughs> yeah, I was fired. I've been telling you that. <laughs> All right. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, Charlotte, on Monday we did a bonus episode where uh, we were talking about Space Jam um, because last week the show we did was we were recasting Space Jam too, right? Everyone remembers. Uh, so that on Monday, someone wrote in and told us, speaking of one of the Looney Tunes, Yosemite Sam, are you aware that his full name, his full canonized name is Samuel Michelangelo uh, Rosenbaum? That's yes. That's his name. And yes. uh, you and I could not believe this. And then we we started looking at pictures of Yosemite Sam. I made the comment that we've not gotten <laughs> a live action Yosemite Sam movie or whatever because uh it, it, he is preposterous like if you look at a picture of yosemite sam the man's mustache goes down to his ankles he has hair all over his face 
It is unlike anything we have ever seen. And I said, this is the last frontier for Hollywood. That that they, if, when they, if they can figure out how to do a live action Yosemite Sam, they've conquered everything. Yeah. And then we took it from there and and started fleshing out what live action Yosemite Sam would be. And now we're obsessed. And now we can't get it out of our heads. And that's where we are, right? So now that's, it's that's catching the, the people point, up if you've missed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. It's gotten to the point where I'm like talking to people I know who are in the film business being like, hear me out. This is a great idea. Like we should like, <laughs> no, like we need to Whoa, figure out, on, we need to figure on. out like the intellectual property stuff. Don't worry, Mark, nothing's happening without you. Um, but so I think that this is uh, several reasons. First of all, I do think in all seriousness, the things that are getting made right now are things where the intellectual property already exists. Like yeah. people are like the origin story of the Joker, as you were saying, is a big example, but also like they're just remaking everything is what it seems to me. Um, and this is like so niche, but also everybody knows who Yosemite Sam is, but nobody yes. really knows that much about him. Right. So yeah, Mark, it, it, I've gotten just as obsessed as you are, because I legitimately think it's a good idea. And there's even a tiny part of me that worries about talking about it publicly. Cause I don't want someone to take the idea. That's how no. scared I am. The, the, I, I see where you're coming from, but I, I live in Hollywood. You don't. So I'm going to mansplain Hollywood to you here. Right? <laughs> uh, th- these people are snakes. They're, they're jackals. They, they're going to take your idea no matter what. So oh, okay, let's, let's get it out in the in public. You know what I mean? So right. like the public if we talk knows, about it, there's a record yes, of us having come there's a up record with it. Of, uh, yeah, they're going to okay. take, because if you keep it secret, someone's going to jack it anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So I had the idea, I had the idea uh, to make, uh, I, was, I, was I, I was like, are you going to tell me that you're the one who came up with like, you actually came up with Bridgerton before it was. It Bridgerton. was my idea to make more Star Wars movies. I was the guy. <laughs> like they made the first run, and I was like, "You guys, you should do more like that." And then they, George Lucas, heard me say that, and he was like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy how that works. I'm sorry, man. Anyway, I did a lot of research into Yosemite Sam, um, Sam mm-hmm. Rosenbaum. There, there's an issue here, Mark, which is that that Yosemite Sam has a little bit of a problematic past. Um, Ooh, are you he, canceling Yosemite Sam out of? No, I'm not canceling him. I'm saying we need to figure out how to get out in front of this. Whether has he got we... bad tweets? What? What is no, it? No, he doesn't have bad <laughs> tweets. He just in one of the episodes he played a Confederate soldier and another a <laughs> chief of indigenous people. So we're gonna have to either like I don't know if we we you know like that's bad. That's awful. Like I don't know if we want to. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be accused of like ignoring that part of right, it. So maybe, right. maybe, you know, no, we make well, Rosenbaum listen. like a good guy, but he encounters no. someone doing something bad. No, listen, Charlotte, uh, there's a concept called the anti-hero. I mean, like Walter White, Breaking Bad, you know, like he was not a great person, but you know, Tony Soprano, he was literally a mobster. But, like, I know. I just cheering don't, for him, but you're kind of like, I, you know, like that's the whole point. That's what good television is. If you true. have a, we don't want Yosemite Sam to be Clark Kent. We don't want him to be, you know, like we want him to have trouble and we want him to like, you're rooting for him in some ways, but also maybe there's a motivation behind it. That's what we have to do as writers. It's I just like, feel like we can make him, we person. can give that, but I don't, I think we should, let's leave the, let's leave the really racist stuff out no, of it. No, we don't have I to make him racist, you know? but I think, right. yeah, we're, this is, the, first of all, I got to say this, uh, we want to, this show is going to be rated TV mature, obviously. This is, yeah, this is a, I picture a very dark, very gritty very uh both dark like thematically but also uh the way it's shot it's like yep. got the 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 
the Batman Gotham type vibe to it that it's yep. just like it's just very bleak at all times. Like the, the poster should not be. I mean, I know. We, by the way, our team put out the poster with the Looney Tunes background, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Awesome. <laughs> um, but like when when HBO gets their hands on this, the posters I picture like a guy in like a in a hotel room, like a dingy motel. And the lights are off, but there's like kind of like the the hotel light, yeah, the, uh, the yes. vacancy sign is like shining some light through. He's got his back to the the camera. There's a an empty bottle of scotch on the table next to him. There's there's a, a glass of scotch that's like there's a little bit left in it, some ice cubes that are melting. Uh, he's he's kind of got his back. He's turning to the side. He's cleaning a gun, and you see like a big red mustache coming. And, that like, is that, and it's like, that is you know messed I mean? up because that is legitimately almost exactly what I had in my head. I, <laughs> I had in my head big red letters that says Rosen on one line and then Bomb, bomb. on the next line, yes. and then there's the silhouette from behind of the mustache and the cowboy hat in like yeah. red lighting. Yeah, maybe the cowboy hat's on the table with, and like he's yeah. bald. You see, like his bald spot because he's like had a, oh. you know, and like it's, oh. it's just so rugged and everything. Everything. So like that's the tone we're going for, and with that, I want Rosenbaum. I want him to have a troubled past. I, you know, like like again, we don't need to like make him a confederate so right, like, right. like that's awful like that. but, but that I'm just saying, goes to show you how messed up everything was in the 40s like jesus i'm what trying are they doing? to tell you charlotte do not shy away from uh rosen the idea of rosenbaum being problematic i like that actually that makes okay. him complicated i like him okay. having like a sketchy past where like you're cheering for him but you don't feel great about it okay that's, that's the kind of character i like that's good television you're that's right good television you're, you're like right. i don't know why i'm cheering for this guy but i i, I don't know there's something about it and he's got to work through it and he's got to work through like it. Like Don Maybe Draper had to person. face some stuff. Um, so a few things about Yosemite Sam, and then we'll move on. To yeah, that. and then we'll... Maybe. Um, <laughs> so I, I, in the research I did, I maybe stumbled across this as well. He was introduced into the Looney Tunes world because uh, Elmer Fudd was the original foil to Bugs Bunny. So Bugs Bunny, right. obviously the bunny. He's a bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, there was a cat and mouse game. To, it, was, it was actually called Tom and Jerry. But then they took like that formula <laughs> and they were trying to apply it to like all the cartoons. And so Bugs Bunny needed a foil. They came up with this hunter who was an idiot. Mm-hmm. And that's Elmer Fudd. And so Elmer Fudd is trying to hunt rabbits because it's what he's like programmed to do mm-hmm. in Looney Tune universe. Uh, but he was an idiot. And it got to a point apparently where Warner Brothers had written Elmer Fudd to be so stupid that audiences thought like Bugs Bunny was actually like kind of a bully to Elmer Fudd. Mm -hmm. So they were like, we got to do a reset. We need a new adversary for Bugs Bunny who to to, to make audiences cheer for Bugs Bunny. So they came up with Yosemite Sam, who is a guy who's just like has anger management issues. As you said, problematic past. Yeah. Although probably in the forties that made people like the guy. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> they they had the, so so the idea was like Yosemite Sam is just just ridiculous. He's over the top. He he loses his mind. He's yeah. not an idiot per se. He's just like very angry at all times and tries to shoot bugs. Whereas like Elmer Fudd was like stupid and whatever. So with that, Yosemite Sam hates Bugs Bunny, and he mm-hmm. and, and that is that is a very integral part of our storyline. And I think uh, if we're doing the the Sam Rosenbaum arc something has to happen early on to explain why he hates bunnies right like there wow. has to be like a scene where his father is killed by like a a, a rabbit somehow i mean i'm <laughs> no listen and- <laughs> i think it's his mom i think he i think it's a classic Ooh. disney formula where you know because part of what is driving him oh this is so easy. Oh my God. Okay. So part of what's driving him is he wants his father's approval and love. 
and his older brothers, you know, for some reason I've gotten attached to the idea that his dad runs a deli and a limousine service and his brothers, his oldest brother, and then his, the middle brother are going to take those businesses over and he's left with nothing. But because of him, like one time he had a pet bunny, the bunny got out, the mom chased it across the road, oh, got hit yep. by a car. The dad blamed Sam Rosenbaum for yep. his mother's death. And his mom, his, the mom was the only one in the family that loved Sam. Like Sam was yes. the mom's boy through and through. He, yes. she was the, the, the dad would pick on Sam. Sam was like the runt of the, the, of the family. And, you know, the dad was like, you're, you're a disgrace to the Rosenbaum name. Like you got, you know, and, and he's, or what if he's like literally a redheaded stepchild? <laughs> <gasps> Wait. Okay, that's a good idea. Also, though, what if Sam decides, what if he really loves animals and he decides that he wants to be a vegetarian and his dad's like, I run a deli. You're like, that is a betrayal. Yeah. And so, and he has animals and he has a bunny and the mom dies because it's the bunny. The mom's, the mom somehow <gasps> dies because of a bunny. And that explains why he's trying to kill this bunny so bad. That's his deep seated. That's his, that's his and that's, that's yeah. where the anger comes from. Yeah. Over this bunny. He's losing his mind over the bunny. I love it. I think we're on to something. I, I, Bugs Bunny is, is the adversary. I do love the idea of. Uh, <gasps> but then he falls in love with Jessica Rabbit. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <gasps> no, my God. <laughs> this is good. Okay. By, by the way, I, 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 you want something to blow your mind because I had an aha moment. By aha, I mean like it was like well past midnight and I was staring into a computer screen reading about your yes, yes. watching old Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh -huh. um, so last night it, it, it dawned on me. So his name is Sam Rosenbaum and uh -huh. I don't want to stereotype, but uh, you know, Rosenbaum tells me that the man might be of Jewish descent. It's we'll not a stereotype that, that he's Jewish. I'm he's Jewish. Okay, I, he's like, right. there. if you meet I'll a Christian you. person named Rosenbaum, you're like, yeah. All right. So uh, there you go. So his, his last name is Rosenbaum. He, he, he is growing up in a Jewish family and then his name becomes Yosemite Sam. Charlotte, have you connected that Yosemite Sam is two words. It is yo semite put together. Oh my what god! What if there's some something there, Charlotte? What if that's the origin of the name Yosemite Sam? Was like he's walk, he's getting bullied in school. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also Yosemite is a national park. Good point. But, so uh, I, but I do see. I, I mean, I think that there is like a real. I mean, his heritage is a huge part of who he is, and I think like. Yep. His, I think his bar mitzvah, you know, the last thing his mother did before he died was, was, you know, plan his bar mitzvah, which was cowboy themed. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, I'm just, just saying it all. I think this is actually a pretty incredible oh plot. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the, la the last note I had is we got to get Porky Pig involved somehow. I want Porky Pig to be his fat friend with a speech impediment. Like, like yeah. Yosemite Sam's going to anger management classes and he goes in the wrong door and he ends up at like the speech therapy <gasps> class and he meets this fat guy who's got a stutter. Oh my God, stutter. that's so good. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, we have to write this, Mark. We have let's to write it. this. Okay. Okay, great. All so right, now that, now that we, I feel like we've for, gotten for the now, people um, invested in this so that yeah. when we pitch it, we can mount a organic um, social Grass media roots. campaign. Yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. hashtag Yosemite Sam Rosenbaum. So there's no question about what the hashtag is about. And then it gets mm -hmm. to the point where Warner brothers gets so overwhelmed and you know, we just end up with a TV show anyway. Um, 
There are some sports things that happened. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about them? Yeah, we should. We absolutely should. That's uh, We are the People's Sports Podcast. Unfortunately, we are not the People's uh, Live Action Looney Tunes Podcast. I as, mean, as much we as can, I, I want I'm saying we could really just like start a spinoff. I don't know. This <laughs> is something that I could... I, I think people might get into it. I'm not even kidding. Just like, you know, a sort of free association Looney Tunes Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. I would love to do that. Hey guys, we appreciate you listening to the show, but are you aware, Charlotte? Do you think the people know this, that they can watch us on YouTube? I'm not sure the people know, but the people can watch full episodes. The people can watch compilations of me being an idiot. They can watch compilations of you being an idiot. They can watch all of our bad takes about hockey. I mean, it's all here. So please, please go watch us on YouTube because the only thing funnier than hearing us in your headphones is seeing me turn bright red when I get something wrong. Here's my problem to the people at some point i'm going to wear my hair in a man bun before i get it cut so yes. uh there you go watch on youtube for that w- what day will i show up to the show with a man bun uh i don't know we'll find Keep out them together on their toes, and you'll only find out if you watch it on the internet there's something before we talk about stuff that we have to not talk about can you guess what it might be? Uh, I, does this have anything to do with Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers? Is, yeah. Would be my first, yeah, that's, it does. Uh, I, and I, the, I was worried about the that. The thing that we're not going to talk about is that he was on her Instagram story last night, uh, lying in bed without a shirt on, reading a book about Jeopardy, and she's filming this, and she calls him my love. No, hang on. And it's a little, it's just... It's a, it seems a little scripted. I didn't see it, but that seems a little like LeBron reading The Godfather, being on page one of The Godfather <laughs> during, during the start of the NBA playoffs. As he's walking I just into like spit all over myself because you know, I like, laughed so hard. That seems a little scripted that he's like, hey, Shailene, film me reading this It's Trebek's memoir. Oh, uh, yeah, that seems a little... It's on two the, on the what, nose. What page was he on? Oh, God, I don't was know. He on I took page a sc- one? I took was- a screenshot, so I'll go back and look. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I'm screenshotting Shailene Woodley. You know, I'm also realizing that I've just been like weirdly obsessed with the Rogers family. Like I tracked his brother on The Bachelor and now I'm obsessed with Aaron Rodgers' weird relationship. And, it, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, speaking, of, speaking of that, we're not going to talk about how, excuse me, I have a, uh, I, I was inspired by Aaron Rodgers uh, having his man bun on uh, the Instagram story. As you I said, can't believe we so didn't I, even, I guess I addressed that before we started it, recording today, but you definitely have a man bun. I realized last night my hair is, my hair is long enough now to go full man bun. And uh, I don't know it, the college it's, it's officially off season for me in college basketball. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have made it known that one of my goals this summer is to learn how to surf. And I feel like <laughs> there is no, there's no turning back now. Marina Del Mark is, is, is full steam ahead. But uh, I, I did the man bun just for you though, for Aaron Rodgers. I Thank you so it's, much. It's, it looks great, just a Mark. Bit, everybody. It's just a oh bit. yeah, it's just a bit. Oh my god. Yeah. Marina Del Mark is just a bit, it's you a guys. Bit. Not who it's a I bit. am. Do you think I'm serious with this? Do you oh think I think god, this looks Mark. good? Are you stupid? No, of course not. It's a bit. It's, it's funny. It's a bit, right. Okay. So one other thing we have to not talk about is that they went to Disney World and they did this video with um, you know, some Disney promotion, and they were asked all of these questions. And one of the questions was, What's your favorite thing? at Disney World and Shailene Woodley is like, well, I can't just call either of these people by their first or last names, like their full name only. Shailene Woodley uh, is like, well, you know, the last time I was here, I was eight. I really liked Epcot, blah, 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 whatever. And then they ask Aaron and he goes, well, 
the last time I was here was uh, 2011, a, uh, a little parade. So uh, I'll have to get back to you on it, which is like the that's like saying I go to college in Cambridge instead of saying you go to Harvard. He was there because he won MVP in the Super Bowl and they send you to Disney World. And he's like, oh, little old me, you know, like what? Come on. <laughs> I was like, that is so obnoxious. And the rest of the video was just that, you know, and I don't want to sound negative. You know, I, I don't okay, need so to, to rip I, apart their relationship. I hope this, they're Charlotte. happy. I'm going to ask you this. If Tom Brady says the exact same thing, do you not think it's like cool and interesting and like, damn, that's slick. I don't know if you heard Mark. He's no longer in the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah, you're turning on Tom Brady. That's right. You definitely didn't. If Edelman said it, I'd be fine with it. How do you feel about Edelman retiring, by the way? How are you going to feel about him unretiring to win a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers next year? Oh, my God. You know, remember, <sighs> I'm the kind of person who thinks that I'm not like a crazy sports fan. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's for it's my job. And, you know, I follow sports. And then something like this happens. And the thought mm. of Edelman going to Tampa literally makes me sick to my stomach. It's like when I had to say that the Yankees were the greatest franchise, like I feel ill. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you are a normal sports fan. I, it's going to happen, Mark. He, I mean, it I know he happen. said he retired. He was like, the wheels finally came off. You know, I need to retire for my body. But uh, Gronk said that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how I feel. I feel kind of like all of my friends moved away is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I don't recognize this team and I'm going to need to reevaluate how like I'm going to need to reinvest myself in the team because the team was the people and now the people are gone and they were there for 20 years so I'm like what yeah did I you do? actually like the team or did you just like the that group of players that was my and, existential yeah, crisis yeah. this fall I was like was I just a Tom Brady fan that whole time mm -hmm. and now I'm worried if Edelman goes to Tampa I'm going to be like am I just a Bucks fan now because that's <laughs> that sucks I don't want to be a Bucks fan I hate that's the how, I think that's how NBA fandom works. I think you get when you're like a kid growing up, you fall in love with whatever team you live close to. Um, that's not how it worked like when I was growing up, but it seems like that's how it works now. Is like kids are just like whatever team they latch onto very young, whoever the best player is, they're like, oh, I love this team, and then the player signs with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I guess I'm a Lakers fan now, and then they well, just follow that player for the rest of his career. That seems I mean, to be how it works. I think you're right. I also, I have an article out today, shameless plug for everybody to go read it so that I get a lot of clicks and I look good to our bosses, but um, about the Nets and the Knicks and fandom in New York and the Nets all of a sudden have this year where, you know, these guys with huge followings, um, you know, for better or for worse, KD, Kyrie, James Harden, they come. Mm -hmm. And then anybody who is a fan of those guys is sort of like, oh, well, am I a Nets fan now? Like, mm -hmm. didn't see that coming. But, like, I didn't see Tampa Bay. Before February of 2020 or before March of 2020, the amount of times I thought about Tampa Bay was, like, twice. Once when one of my coworkers got married and she was from there. And then, secondly, never. And now I've had to think about Tampa Bay for for I can't I can't go on the internet without seeing something about Tampa Bay and so I no offense to Tampa Bay I think it's a lovely city I'm sure they're very nice people with there with all due respect with all, with due, all due respect, respect I hate obviously. Tampa Bay yeah. <laughs> I just got really worked up like I just got yeah. really heated talking about yeah. that sorry well, I just if it makes you feel better I legitimately did not realize Julian Edelman was still playing football so uh like there's that it's, but do you uh, think he's a Hall of Famer Mark? I think I think everybody should be in the Hall of Fame. 
I think me too. It, I think I think you should just just who cares. <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes when we because I, I knew we were gonna mention this. I wrote hot take Hall of Fame is stupid in general. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably, if you're in it, you want to, you know, ring me by my neck and be like, what did you overdo, little girl? And I'm like, absolutely nothing, the, but you, still. It is it is the upper echelon of sports punditry loserdom to <laughs> care about the Hall of Fame. Like, that is yeah. that is the telltale sign that you are the biggest loser in sports. If you're, like, <laughs> if you're breaking down the Hall of Fame case for this guy or that guy or whatever. Like, if you're arguing that a guy should be in, I support it. You know, like, if that's your case, like, you're not, I don't think you're losing. Like, for example, uh, it, as it pertains to college basketball, Bob Huggins is not in the college, is not in the basketball Hall of Fame. And that's, like, a big deal to people. And I did not know he wasn't. People are like, put Bob Huggins in the Hall of Fame. I support that cause. If you are someone that's like, you know, just, are we sure Chauncey Billups is a Hall of Famer? Like, are we sure? Look at the numbers. Like, let's break this down. It's like, no, let's not. Uh, actually, let's not. I don't that care. Is exactly, and if you care, yeah. you suck. You're a loser. <laughs> You're a loser. You are. Go get a hobby. Go get a different. Go find something else Pick to do. Pick up embroidery. Like, <laughs> That's like, how what? I felt <laughs> about the Edelman discourse, where I saw all of these tweets. It was like it was like as though it were something new and original to be like Julian Edelman's not a Hall of Famer, and I was like, first yeah. of all, uh, he won a bunch of Super Bowls, and sure, like. Could I name all of the catches he made that are important? No, but I know there were a bunch of them, and like. What else is the criteria at that point? Like, oh, sorry that his numbers. No, don't. I mean, Charlotte, I just don't clear, care. It doesn't to be matter. Clear, he's definitely not a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I can't tell. You, I can't name like. I can't name anything Julian Edelman has done that doesn't involve just like being on the right team at the right time. But I also don't care enough to like to to care. <laughs> I don't care enough I know. to care. <laughs> so, I know. Whatever. I guess that's where I'm like, you know what my criteria is for Hall of Famers? <laughs> if I like you, you should be in yeah, the Hall of yeah, Famers. Well, there you go. I mean, it is the Hall of Fame. Like, that is one of the arguments people throw out is it's like, it's not the Hall of Very Good. It's the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, do you hear yourself? Because it's, it's, you're saying the Hall of Fame, which means that like, Honestly, David Tyree should be in because he's very famous. You say that name, people yes. are like, I know the name. That's fame. That is fame. And I'm a Pats fan fame. saying that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he should I mean, be in the Hall of Fame. Like, you should, if you're famous for literally anything, you should be in the Hall of Fame at that point. So, like, I don't, who cares? It's all. We it's all deserve time, a star but. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame or whatever the heck they call it, whatever the heck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm really worked up about this. My God. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Fame jackets, mm. how about this segue? The, the NFL, That's a good segue, Mark. I see jackets. what you did there. Can we talk about uh, Hideki Matsuyama winning the green jacket at the Masters and then showing up in the Atlanta airport with his jacket draped over a, a seat and then just like carrying the jacket around? He did not get a garment bag for his jacket. <laughs> he did not choose to wear the jacket. Um, this was interesting to a lot of people because in uh, – a lot of people's minds, and most of them are old white men. Um, this is the most prestigious sporting trophy you can win is the green jacket. And uh, Hideki Matsuyama, it's not that he was disrespecting it, it's that he was just very casual with how he was carrying it around. But at the same time, Charlotte, what is the man supposed to do? What, what else, like if you don't have a garment bag, if, if, what, if, if, he, if he folds it up and stuffs it in his luggage, that's disrespectful. If he wears it, he's kind of a douche, you know, like the, like he would get killed for like being the guy that's like trying to call That's like wearing the band tee to the concert. Right. And he's very much like not that type because I mean, like even when he won it in the first place, he was like kind of, you know, 
mellow about the whole deal and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like he, he did not he did not seem like a guy that's going to be wearing his green jacket around like a uh, you know like a guy that, like a hockey player carrying the Stanley Cup and just walking in public like pointing at everyone saying right. give me free drinks. <laughs> so uh, if he does that, it that goes against you know what what his his persona is. So I don't know what else he was supposed to do. I, I felt. How do you see it? What, was was this a bad thing? Was this Matsuyama's fault? Is this is this the master's fault? No. First of all, I I kind of think that the master's jacket is the best trophy in sports. The best. Yes. And I <laughs> what? because here's why. Hear me out. First of all, I love that you can carry it around more easily. It's not some hunk of metal where you're like, "Cool, am I supposed to do like Whoa, drink hunk out of, of this?" Metal. Rob Manfred, is that you? <laughs> God damn it! No, he. Okay, I. It's practical. Like, if you wanted to wear the jacket, sure, you'd kind of be an asshole, but like, you could wear the jacket. Secondly, or thirdly, I forgot what number I'm on. But I think there's something really delightful. I, to me, it seemed humble that he was being that casual about it. He was like, you know, yes. here's my jacket. I didn't know what to do with it, really. I didn't know how to carry it, like, but I care about it a lot. So I'm trying not to exactly what you said. It's just here with me. And I thought there was something very endearing about that. That was my take. I, I agree with you. Uh, I cannot disagree more that the green jacket is a good trophy. I think it is one of the worst trophies. I think Why it, do you think it's because, make the case that it's the worst trophy? Okay, because th- it does not pass the, if we didn't do the, it, it, I'll, I'll say this about the Masters in general, and I say this as a guy who watches every second of the Masters that I possibly can. I download the app. I stream it onto my TV. Oh my I in no way, shape, or form uh, think that the Masters is bad. or well, I'm not trying right. to be a contrarian in that regard. I love the Masters. I, I drink it up just like the rest of America. Um, but also, the, the entire hook of the Masters is just the tradition, which, you know, it's kind of straightforward, whatever. I like That's a lot of sports. I get that. But with that, like, if you try to... It, it does not pass the if, if this didn't exist and we tried to pitch it today test right like the the masters in general is that really seriously it, your metric for trophies for a lot of things yeah i mean like if you really stop and think about it like the, okay. the stanley cup would pat like if, if if the hockey didn't give out a trophy and then they're like we want to give out a trophy here's the trophy we're giving out everyone be like that's pretty badass i want to win that trophy right and and if a, a golf tournament came out of nowhere and they're like if you win you get to put on this jacket I think a lot of people are like, I'm good. <laughs> no thanks. In fact, they did do that. Like when they when they introduced the green jacket initially, my understanding is that people were like, what? I mean, <laughs> what I'm also this? like, there's got to be some problematic past to the green jacket Probably. somehow. I like mean, if you dig deep enough, there's some, you know, something dark going on. It's got bad tweets it. too. Was the jacket sending it? Is it yeah. fired up tweets? <laughs> Dude, the jacket has like four burner accounts. The jacket um, and Brian Calandolo's collar are actually friends. But I but but the 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 thing that that's the thing. So like what makes the Masters so good is the tradition, but also like if you really like boil it down, it kind of makes the Masters a little stupid just in the sense of like the, the think about the four golf majors, Charlotte. The other 3 all have like very very easy pitches to people. Like if you didn't know anything about golf and you're like, yeah, there are four big tournaments that mm-hmm. everyone cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one is the oldest tournament in the world, the the Open, uh, aka the British Open to American people. But it's it's just prestigious because it's it's like the first golf tournament, so people want to win that one. We have the U.S. Open, which is uh, you know also very old. It's also like technically anybody in America could win the thing. Like if you are, you know, if, if I started right now and I don't even have to become a professional golfer, I could just like go get good at golf. And we should probably 
try that. Try that? Should I try it? Should I win we the U.S. Open for the show? We should try out for the U.S. Um, Open. But the way the U.S. Open works, it's a very large field. Like, everyone can – it's it's an open. It's it's right. cool. So, it's like that's a cool trophy. That's like the uh, – the whatever the soccer – the FA Cup in English soccer where, like, all the little, like, semi-pro beer league teams can play against Manchester United and try to – you know. So, like, that's the that's the appeal of the right. U.S. Open. Um, the PGA Championship is – the PGA is the governing body of the, the highest governing body of golf mm-hmm. and this is their championship that's easy mm-hmm. that's an easy pitch the masters the pitch is uh in the 1920s <laughs> bobby jones uh decided he wanted to make like a really awesome course right and just like make it be perfect and you're like oh okay that's cool so like what what do you mean you're like i don't he just like like everything was just going to be perfect and <laughs> and then like it was going to be like, kind of hard that's, too that's literally it that's why we so have like a what like is there like a story to it did he do this for like the 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 president at the time or like was there a like no it was just kind of like he just felt like there should be like an awesome course so he just like <laughs> made one oh so like why is it in augusta is there like a reason for he just kind of lived there and just thought it'd be easy for him and that was it was just kind of convenient for him <laughs> Like that's the story. That's it. Literally, it? is a tradition unlike any other because it isn't really a tradition. It's like There's some no tradition, guy who wanted to. It, it, they they sold the the. I don't want to say myth because it is awesome. Again, I I believe in the the like that course yeah. is the best course in the world. Um, but it just sort of like built from there, and like I that, that's what the green jacket was too. And they're like, we'll just give out a green jacket. We'll just do everything different. And I bet at the time, everyone was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but then you keep doing. You, if you believe enough, Charlotte, at a, at a certain point, people are like, I love this thing. This is tradition. That's, that's what my, I'm baking on with Rosenbaum. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. If we do exactly. it enough, people are finally, we're going to brainwash it. No, I, I get that. And I think that's right. And I think it's kind of funny to think about starting a new tradition now. You know, it would mm-hmm. be if I if I were to be like, you know what? I think, I mean, I'm not in any position to do this. So this is actually a bad analogy. So never mind. But that does, it, it's true that to start anything, it has to begin as just a thing where people are kind of like, what? And yeah. I feel like with the Masters, the, the idea was like, let's make the course so sick that people have to be like, well, okay. Didn't they use like World War One architects to like for trench warfare to like design? <laughs> I'm pretty sure like there was some really, you know, deep um, landscape architecture nerdery that you can go down with that. But I don't know. Anyway, so you don't yeah. like the jacket. Well, so <laughs> I, I, th- there's that. It's just like it, it's a weird uh, the, the the origin story of it. It's just bizarre as well because um, I, I I I don't think that people like initially th- this wasn't something that people were excited about. They're like, huh, what's going on here? <laughs> um, the other thing I don't like about the jacket is that, uh, and and again, I can't stress enough. Like I I like the jacket insofar as like I have connected my brain to like you know i've been conditioned to like the jacket because i understand that if you're wearing the jacket you're a master's champion i love the masters but yeah, yeah, when yeah. i stop and like deconstruct it i'm like this is kind of stupid right, right. <laughs> that, that when you win you go into butler cabin you sit next to jim nance you have like the guy who, who runs Augusta he gives National. you his tie <laughs> yeah and the whole scene is like this is so weird and then and then the former champion puts it on and it's always like awkward because you you put the first you put your first arm in and then your second arm you can't like really get in you don't really know what the angle is and you're kind of like twisting that around and trying to yeah you put it on and it never really fits right and and then you're like cool I guess I, I guess I gotta wear this now and then Charlotte are you aware that up until recently if you won the jacket you had to like leave it on Augusta National Grounds like you couldn't you even take it you couldn't take it with you yeah it's like in a little locker that is such yeah. that is such a country club thing then, to do 
And then here's here's the other reason I hate the jacket. So like, okay, I get that part. So then like every time the Masters happens, every time you come to Augusta National, I'll throw on my jacket. I'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll walk around Augusta National. Everyone would kiss my feet because they'll see the green jacket and like I'm royalty on these the sacred ground. That's a great idea. Very cool idea. Um, what makes it uncool is that if you watch the Masters, you notice that there are about a thousand old dudes wearing green jackets around Augusta Wait. National, and they're all. Are they're you all serious? Like, yeah, like the guy who starts the tournament that says, like, four plays on the first tee, Tiger Woods. That's true. He's got a green jacket on. The guy that was in the butter cabin with Jim Nance, he didn't win the Masters. How does he get a green jacket? So it's not even I that prestigious. I really just never like, put that together. It's just like if you're a member of Augusta National, I think you get a green jacket. So, like, like, like imagine imagine the 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 level That's like of, everybody who works at the NBA and like leads people to their seats carrying around a Larry O'Brien trophy. Yes, yes. Imagine the 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 disconnect, the 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 ego that you must have for <laughs> if I were to start like a basketball award. Um, or like I and I, I I I if I started a club and I welcomed LeBron into my basketball club and he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do I need to be in your club, dude? I'm the master. I'm the one. Uh, like, yeah. I, I should take that jacket You'd be like, off of "Welcome, you, dude. What the LeBron, hell? to Club yeah. Trillion," and he'd be yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, like, 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 yeah, exactly. I, I finally welcome LeBron. Like LeBron, LeBron finally wins one more title, and then I send him a note, and I'm like, "Congratulations, LeBron. You're finally good enough to join my basketball club." He's like, "Who the hell are you, dude?" Like, right. <laughs> you're like, "You might know me from my blog." <laughs> yeah, that is that is to me what the Masters is. Is like all these dudes that wanted to be great at golf that aren't quite good enough bring in the guys who are good. And then when they win, they're like, "Welcome to our club." And you know like, what that reminds me of? That reminds me of like. Um, managers or like like people who like finance movies because they're not like good enough to make their own stuff so they just stand on the red carpet in their suits and they're like brad pitt i know him (laughs) i'm here and you're like where who are you though um Um, the trophy thing got me thinking though mark i i was like I wanted to know, I, I came around to it, you know, I was sort of like, you know what, I kind of like the green jacket. And so I started Googling um, trophies. I, I Googled like trophies, professional sports championship, because I wanted to see a list of all of them and to be like, do I like this one? Do I, I like that one? But that didn't come up. What came up um, was actually trophies that you can buy, you know, like when you play youth soccer yeah. and they give you a little trophy. So I went down a rabbit hole of trophies that you can buy for people in your life because i found some of the fun like i was laughing so hard looking at these on the internet so i have them pulled because i want to show you the pictures and if you're listening to this the people go to our youtube channel um which i'm pretty sure is I don't know, Google YouTube, the people sports podcast, like you'll find it. Um, and then you can see what I'm talking about or, and we'll also put them on social, but okay. So <laughs> I'm Googling these trophies and I see one that pops up and it's called basketball monster. So I click closer. I mean, I zoom in, <laughs> I click closer, I zoom in and, and let's see if we can, if we can pull this up. This is the picture. This is the trophy that you can buy. What? <laughs> it is a it is a picture of a jacked like jacked to the point where he looks it's like a the monster. Hulk. It's yeah. a monster, and he's holding a basketball net that he has ripped off of 
the backboard and he's holding a basketball and his clothes are ripped. It's like this guy went to sea wearing a basketball uniform and got in a shipwreck and came out like this. And so I was like, what the heck is going on? So I keep Googling some more. And then I come across golf monster, a trophy for a golf monster. Check this one out. It should be here. There it is. Oh, where he's so jacked that he's ripped through his golf pants. Like I need to know the backstory. It's from a it's from a company called um, Trophy Depot, and I just need to know who came up with these because they also have one called Victory Monster. I'll tell you. And- I'll tell you the story. It's it's uh these it's some guy that just it's it's just so like it, of course men created these of course yeah obviously and, but like and- what. And the idea was like just make the most aggro trophy possible. Just like like the golf one looks like something you would give out at a charity golf outing for longest drive, you know. And it's but like, it's, but like imagine someone hand like that's the most absurd thing. I can't imagine I receiving that unless it's obviously a joke. But I like to think of it as a like it's not a joke. Like some will, dude is putting together some some amateur golf tournament. And he's like, oh, you know, what we're gonna give the winner this sick hole. I hear what you're saying, but you at know? the same time. I'm, I'm picturing seven-year-old me playing in a basketball tournament and winning the championship, and those are the trophies they give it. That is sick. I'm putting you that want, on display. Do you want to see football bedroom. monster? Football monster. You might. You could have won football monster. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also, I also found. Why don't they give the golf monster? I would. That would be so much cooler than the green jacket. You have to admit golf. that would be. <laughs> If you had like a golf monster that was the size of the Stanley Cup, like a life-size golf monster, and you could like pick it up and it's like the my-size Barbie, but it's a my-size golf monster, <laughs> and you feel like can't lift it up. Um, I also found in my in my travels down um, buying a trophy internet, I found something um, a, a corporate trophy. I found a few others that I don't. We don't have to run through those, but I, I found a. <laughs> I, I really went. I found a corporate trophy. And it's a picture of guys rolling the world up a hill. And the irony of this was, you know how they give out like glass plaques? So you see this thing, which is these guys rolling the earth up a hill, which reminds me of the Sisyphus myth, which is that right as he gets the rock to the top of the mountain, it falls back on him, which is kind of what like being a working person in America feels. Yeah, that's the corporate world, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's just like, that is so... ironic that they would that give awesome. that out as a trophy so maybe i'll get you one sometime and you won't know when it's coming and you won't know what it's for but your goal for the rest of the time we do the show which is hopefully forever is to get me to send you a think, golf monster i think the move is we we get a bunch of these these monster trophies and we send those out for emails of the week you know? oh my god there it is like that's the prize is email there of the week is. Is, or email of the month or whatever. I guess we, And I it's only we Golf Monster. It's none of the it's other ones. It's just monster. Golf Monster. We get a box of like 56 Golf Monsters at the start of every year. For Wait, are there 52 should, weeks or 56 yeah. weeks? <laughs> How many weeks are in a year? Oh, no, I'm, I'm not serious. telling you. I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm going to let you figure this out on your own. <laughs> Our lovely producer chatted it to me. It's 52. Oh, my God. Why would you do that, Kat? I can't what? do math. I can't do math. I was getting flustered. It was like when you asked me to explain icing. Anyway, wow, I did say 56 off the bat, didn't I? You did say 56. Oh, we should we should get used golf monsters that have already been given out for various th- that just says like longest drive Uncle Bubba's. <laughs> 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 we send those to 
Oh my god, we need to track okay, down. At the I'm gonna Uncle call Bubba the Memorial <laughs> Golf Outing in Liston, Indiana, uh, <laughs> 1994. Oh my god, I'm gonna call Trophy Depot and ask if they can put me in touch with someone who's bought a golf monster and see yeah. who has it and if they'll if we can buy it from them. Let's send those out. That'd be great. Um, are there any other like what are what is the worst trophy? So do you like the Masters trophy? Surely there's a trophy out there that's like uh, I I mean say one that people know. I guess. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the Commissioner's Trophy, the trophy that you get when you win the World Series. It's a bunch of tiny oh, little yeah. flags in a circle. Yeah, of and it's a hunk of metal to you. Yeah, it, it's it's a hunk of metal. I hate <laughs> that. I mean, it's called the Commissioner's Trophy, which is just the stupidest mm-hmm. name ever. Like I don't want a trophy. You know, you want it to be something sort of grand you want it to be i mean i guess all trophy names are stupid like you know whatever some guys it does name. feel like it feels like the uh the the uh corporate trophy you just showed where it's like congratulations on climbing this mountain getting all the way to the top but just as a reminder i'm still above you the trophy is mine yes and i'm giving it to you exactly so, but, but good job guys good that's what and the it, masters is too it's like congratulations on being the best golfer in the world but uh you know i also have I'm, a jacket I also have a jacket. So. <laughs> right. But, but I don't good job. like. Good job, though. <laughs> I don't find the commissioner's trophy visually pleasing. It seems to me, and maybe this is because I grew up in a house where we always had pets, but it seems really breakable. You know, like it a does cat seem very breakable, could knock yeah. that off, and all of the little flags would just pop right off that trophy. It looks like there. It looks like a. Uh, it looks like a crock pot with a bunch of like little party uh, <laughs> hot sausage links, hot dog links in there, and you take it to the toothpicks, and you're just like. <laughs> Absolutely, that's and why I don't like, like it. Yeah, that's what that's what that trophy reminds me of. Whenever I see it, I'm like, man, I should I should make some little meatballs. <laughs> <in the crock laughs> <pot. laughs> yeah, <hungry>. and. <laughs> I can't think of, you know, because the Larry O'Brien and the Lombardi, it's pretty straightforward. It's like, here's yeah. a basketball, here's a here's a football, like, we get it. But the, the commissioner- WBA has a pretty bad trophy. I looked that up last night. Speaking oh, what is it? One, it's just like two, like, poles with a basketball in the end. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I know. A, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a dud of a trophy. It's kind of lame. Yeah. Uh the, the the Larry O'Brien I I like enough. Um yeah, the the, the Lombardi needs to be bigger though. That's my It also on seems that. too it's, pointy. It's too small. Yeah. They need to they, you need to like cuz like every time they hold it up it looks like they're just kind of like, it looks like it looks like a uh the vortex, you know? The Nerf football. The Nerf vortex. You can just like chuck. That's which is why they threw it, which is why Tom Brady threw it on the boat cuz he's like, oh, look at this thing. It, 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 it looks like it's asking to be thrown, you know? It does. It really does. It is begging yeah. you to toss that across the living room. Um, the worst ones. I'm trying to. Th- I had. I have a uh, a handful of bad ones. Like oh, I think the a- World Cup trophy is pretty bad. What is the, that one? What does that look like? It looks like. Uh, it looks like they they put the globe on like a gold pedestal, and then they left it out in the sun too long, and it just started melting. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's bizarre. <laughs> and then it's also like that big, and like every time they hold. And then you get this. The the you know like the the World Cups every four years. It is the most prestigious trophy in the world for team sports in terms of like people's interest you know global interest the the global interest uh so all these players obviously spent their entire lives trying to win this thing they finally went like so many things have to go right you have to be so good you have to train your entire whatever you finally win the trophy they hand it to the captain and then like the whole team wants to like touch it or like be in on the Mm -hmm. picture and the captain lifts it above his head, and then you just get a bunch of guys standing around him. And they're just like doing jazz hands because they're like, I, I, I wish I could get a hand on that thing, but I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to be like, we did it. And then the confetti shoots and everything. And it's just, it, it's a bummer of a, a trophy in that regard because 
you know, the, the whole World Cup is hyped up so much. You're like, this is the the event in the mm-hmm. world. This is it. This is well, all that anybody cares about. And then they win, and you're like, for that? That's I know, Mark. I, I think what I'm sensing here is it, I think we can both agree that trophies should be massive. They should be massive. They should be massive. Uh, I it's really hard to win a championship. People yes. don't talk about that enough. It's yes. really hard. Only one team can do it, and there are a ton of teams. And so when you do it, you should get, like, a giant silver treehouse, and you can, like, sit in the trophy and, like, play. Right, right. You should get a castle. I think a castle <laughs> should be – I think that should be a You a should trophy. get a cat cottage, like one of those pet <laughs> things made out yeah. of silver. Also, funny story, I ordered a butcher block the other day, like one of those kitchen, like, island things, and instead they sent me a cat cottage. <laughs> And I was like, this is this could not be different. I never it's had so, Amazon just like it was like going to Dunkin' Donuts and being like, Can I get a small medium ice? And they give you a lawnmower. I was like <laughs> I was like, okay. So you're saying if you win a sporting competition, you just want someone to hand you the keys to a discovery zone in the one, Yes, give me like, rent I, just, out. I just want to jump in the ball pit. <laughs> like that's what I want my trophy to be. I wanna have the whole I want a Chuck E. Cheese. I want I want Unlimited pizza and game tokens. <laughs> With the animatronic band. <laughs> Can we go to Dave and Buster's, please? <laughs> I want a lifetime membership. I don't even know if you could belong to Dave and Buster's, but I want a lifetime membership <laughs> to Dave and Buster's. Is what uh, I want. You know what other trophy sucks? Uh, what? Is the Wimbledon women's trophy. Like the men have like the real trophy. This is, yes. this, you should, you, this should be a crusade for you. Uh, this is a good sexism crusade. That <laughs> You're I'll, a woman I'll, here. I'll, I'll throw my weight behind this, that the men Wimbledon trophy is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the women's trophy is a plate, which seems a little on the nose, you know, if you're like, you know, the, know you can serve like sandwiches little, on this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're like, here's a, here's a plate. You what? want a tray then, for like, your kitchen? Yes. Yes. And I, I don't, but beyond that, beyond the messaging, just the trophy itself. It, like, it looks like all, every time, uh, you know, a woman wins at Wimbledon, she's like, I, like, I, I just right, picture just- Serena Williams holding this plate, just like, cool thanks for the plate (laughs) yeah i agree i think it should be a huge trophy and i don't like plates and i don't like plaques i think that's lame i want a goblet or like you know (laughs) i want a goblet i want a you know bird bath i want anything in that kind of pizza i want unlimited soda with my pizza i I want to be able to mix all this chinese finger trap after i I want to play the claw machine and I want it yes. to work. <laughs> uh, the other the other ones I wanted to mention, the college sports. I don't like the, the college football trophy. It used to be awesome. It used to be the gold foot or the, the crystal football, you know, yep. and they would pop it off and hold it in the air. Um, and then now it's like a, it's a little phallic for being honest. It's like a, a lot of trophies are, <laughs> a lot of trophies are, and it just doesn't look, I don't, I don't like the look of it. Uh, but other people might. I don't know. It, it seems like it's just like a big pole. It looks no, like you're up a pole. All trophies um, should be goblet shaped at least, or like cup shaped. Um, and then the college basketball was the most recent like major trophy that was handed out. Obviously, I guess the Masters was, but before the Masters, uh, the the national title trophy. It, it, the reason I don't like it is that it's it, speaking of sizes, it's like the exact same size as if you go to the Final Four. Like if you yes. win the if if you win your regional. They give you a trophy that looks exactly like that. It just says regional champion. And the only difference is this one's like gold and it says national champion instead of regional. I also which, think you know, it looks a little corporate. It, it looks very corporate. You know, it very looks corporate. like thank you for having the highest sales in our Des Moines office. Because the, the, the most prominent feature is the NCAA logo. Right. Like think about what, what trophy 
Is that the case? I guess the Masters, they have the little Masters logo right there. But like, yeah, if the NBA logo just handed out a logo, an NBA logo, they're like, you know what would be kind of cool though? If they handed out the Jerry West, you know, and if it was in the shape of the, the, um, that'd be cool outline. Yeah. But that wouldn't say, it would be like if you handed out a trophy that said NBA. I will say the NFL, that would actually be kind of badass if you got an NFL shield. Like Whoa. The, okay, like so there was a NFL shield. That, there was a one of the Korean baseball teams, a Korean baseball team that won the Dinos. Um, they made us they made their own trophy and it's a sword. A sword, it's yeah. A you told me about this. Yeah, it's huge, it's awesome. Yeah. That's the best trophy. So it's like, why don't we That's give out I mean, not to bring the whole military complex into this or whatever, but like a sword <laughs> is medieval and like you could do you could give out a um one of those like um I don't just you know put it like a silver crossbow, yeah. silver yes. bow and arrow. I think I, th- that's a great idea for like the MVP of championships. Oh. You know? instead of like yes. a Toyota Tundra, <laughs> here's a silver bow and arrow. Here's a here's a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Here we made you a gold plated. <laughs> we made you a gold plated potato gun. Yes, go to town. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i th- I think that the the cooler the be- or like a, a like a silver nerf gun yeah that would be cool uh the the tour de france also has a terrible i forgot about that the yellow jersey i don't like that either i don't they think just i like give out a jersey well you know like like the every time you're in the lead you get a, i like that idea so at, at, like along the way if you're if you're kind of in the lead you get to wear the yellow jersey what do you stop half midway through the race and just put it on and then see if you still have the lead after you stop to put the jersey on? Dude, the Tour de France is like a month, like month. It's it's a very long race. So they it's give like it to you at night stages. and then you can put it on the next day. Pretty much, yes. Hmm. You, they do it in stages. So if you're in the lead after a certain stage, you get to wear the yellow jersey and then, yeah. Ask then, me how much it, I care about cycling. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I Are hate you aware riding of Lance bikes. Armstrong. Do you know who Lance Armstrong is? Yeah, he's the first guy to step on the moon. Everybody knows <laughs> that. Um, All right. Oh, I'm, psyched for, I'm psyched for our list. Should we do our list? Yeah, we can do the list. We can wrap it up with lists. Um, because I need to go Google more about the Tour de France before we keep talking about that. Cause I don't really, I don't really know what I'm Get, get educated on the Tour de France. I could see you being like a, for how bougie you are, Aunt Shara is like, <laughs> I could see you being, uh, really into cycling. I could I, see that like, yeah. Being honestly, your Mark, I think a surprising thing about me is I hate riding bikes. Do <laughs> you don't have to No, That's the, I don't, I don't think you would <laughs> ride the bike. I think I could just see you like just really being into like, just, formula one and cycling. Like you strike me as this kind of sports fan. That's just like really into European sports, but you swear it's nothing against <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. I'm not like a snob about it. I just love, I love the prem. And you're like the prem. What are you talking about? And you're like, yeah, the prem. I, uh, you know, the Spurs. I like watching Spurs football. Um, oh my and you're God. like, dude, what? I'm laughing because that is so upsettingly accurate. I'm like, <laughs> for all I joke about Dirtbag Wilder, I'm like an East Coast elite idiot. Yeah. Who's like, Shar would love the Tour I grew de France. up teaching sailing. Like, of course yeah, exactly. I would be into That's cycling. What I'm you would, I know. You, in fact, you love the Tour de France so much, you would call it the Tour de France. Tour de France. Tour de France. Le Tour de France. Le Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Oh, one time we'll, we'll revisit it. We got it. We got to get you on the the cycling. All right, uh, we'll revisit it. We'll revisit it. There, so. Anyway, um, um, 
for those of you who didn't listen to the bonus pod, and if you didn't, why? Um, and they're fun, so <laughs> listen to them. Uh, Ellie Fristack, one of our listeners, wrote in with an absolutely brilliant idea that we had to take on to the main episode because we didn't want to just sort of do it off the top of our heads. And it was, if you could have in light mm-hmm. of Aaron Rodgers, who we are, who, who we never talk about um, hosting jeopardy, who mm-hmm. are your athletes that you would want to host game shows? Mm-hmm. And I took it also into the reality TV world a little bit, but like, yeah, I mean, a lot of reality TV is, is a game show. Yeah. If there's, if there's a prize at the end, whether it's a cash prize or a uh, an eligible bachelor, you know, yeah. there's still a prize that everyone's yeah. vying for, so that counts. That's a game show. Yeah. yeah. So we came up with our our top five athletes we would want to see hosting game shows, um, and I'm really excited about mine. I'm excited about mine as well. This is okay, cool. I, uh, I this is my favorite list I've ever put together. I'm just gonna say that. Oh. I, don't wanna, I don't want to uh, tease it too much, but. Uh, this was fun. This one was fun. So this might ahead, be mine. This might be mine too. So you you want me to start? Sure. Yeah. Please. All right. Um, I want to see Simone Biles host the floor is lava. Hmm. This is because great. the floor is lava is a Netflix series where you know when you're little and you play the game like don't touch the yeah, ground. I, I I watched the floor is lava. So, but you can explain to the people that like I watched the show. The show is unbelievable. Okay, I don't watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but right. I think that, but I've seen the trailer on Netflix when I scroll past it. So I've basically seen the whole thing. And to me, the reason that I want to see this is because I just want to see her absolute disdain for people who yeah. can't jump or like do something athletic to avoid fall. where she's like, literally all you had to do was like a triple flip to get over that. And they're yeah. like, yes. I can't do it. You yes. know, like I want someone so, not- yes, so Why- athletic yes. and like nimble and like who would be so good at this hosting it watching these idiots like me try to not fall into whatever it's not real fire right <laughs> <laughs> no it is, is it no, hot? if you watch the show that's what i loved it i i i was in the i was, i had the right quarantine brain at the time that mm-hmm. like the whole world was just kind of in a fog and like nothing makes sense anymore that i threw mm-hmm. that on one day and i was like this is the most genius hilarious thing i've ever seen um it hit me at the right moment uh but the way they edit it when you fall in, um, they do make it seem like you've been swallowed alive by lava, and it's so funny. Is it hot, though? No, I don't think so. It's, I think it's just water, <laughs> okay. but they CGI it to be look like lava. But it's they've clearly instructed the other, because you're, you're a team, so you have like a handful of people going together. I, mm-hmm. I forget how many, two or three or something like that. Um, but when one person falls in, the rest of the team like acts like they're dead. <laughs> it's so wow. So you get shots that are like, no! <laughs> should I give up Bridgerton for the floor? I think of lava? you should. I think okay. you should. It was awesome. It, it was a good. It was like funny enough. I mean, you know, I don't know what the staying power is. I guess I kind of bailed on it after a while. But like, I had a good run of like a week where I was like firing that up every night and okay, going to bed okay, I'll give it a lava, try. So uh, it would be funny. I, I was thinking like the 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 polar opposite of Simone Biles would be like Shaq hosting <laughs> or, or going through the floors lava, where he just like he's just like he's too big for his own good. And, like, yeah. <laughs> And he just, just like he just like does, he just like makes his body a bridge between yeah. the different <laughs> elements so he like he like keeps his feet and then just I'm sort talking, of face plants onto the I'm next talking one. modern day Shaq by the way like Shaq yeah. and Charles Barkley are a team going through that like not not like because Shaq was obviously very he was actually a great athlete and very nimble and had great footwork but like now he's just kind of like a like a big giant that just is 
you know, right. not the most agile guy in the world. That'd be hilarious to watch. I would but love that. Simone Biles is good. I would, I, I, I like where your head's at with that. Um, Number five for me, I actually, uh, I stuck with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, okay. I like the idea of Aaron Rodgers hosting a game show. Uh, I don't think Jeopardy is where his talents would, would, would be best suited, though. I think he's better off hosting Family Feud. Um, oh. I think Aaron Rodgers, as the host of Family Feud, oh. works for me. And uh, I am, <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm... I'm like mad. I, just I didn't think, think of that. I, I think I think Jeopardy. He can't show off his full personality. And Family Feud. If we know anything about Family Feud, I, I would argue that Family Feud is the game show that the host uh, gets the most shine. The host gets the the most gets to run the show. I mean, Steve Harvey is has taken over, but before him, uh, Richard Dawson. You know, there there the Louis Anderson did it for what there was the guy that. Uh, I, we don't need to talk about him. He had a he had an unfortunate demise. But uh, Richard Dawson smooching all the old women, which at the time was like charming, and now <laughs> it would definitely get you canceled. Um, but did you when you said Family Feud for Aaron Rodgers? Did is there a joke about how he doesn't talk to his family implied? Oh, he doesn't. Did you think about that at all? Because that's oh why God. I thought that oh, was that's such brilliant. A, I didn't he, think about that. His, the whole thing is that he doesn't talk to his family. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's why oh, I the, the, lost yeah, it. Yeah, that's perfect. That's well, like put that, put that higher than five then. Funniest that's, uh... thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Put that higher then. Wow. All right. Yeah, I like that then. That's, that's, uh, uh, it plays on many levels. So I guess, I guess, wow. I guess that should be my number one. I'm sorry, but I have it at number five. No, that's five. okay. Stick to, okay, yeah, right. I, I, stick to your list. I just think that, that that's why I like lost it. That's why I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God. Wow. Okay. That's tough to, tough to say the rest of mine now, but um, my number four is Andy Murray, the tennis player hosting the Great British mm-hmm. Bake Off. I love it. I love because this. He's British. He's yep. very serious. He takes everything very seriously. Very tough competitor. He wouldn't smile. He wouldn't joke. He would. This would not be a game for him. It wouldn't. He would be nice. Like he wouldn't be um, like the Simon Cowell type judge. But he mm-hmm. would be like, you know, he would keep the spirit of the show and that it's supposed to be nice and equitable. But he would also be like, your your Genoese sponge was as as a board and tasted like dog food <laughs> and people will be like oh my god Andy Murray, i'm sorry i don't know he's him. not but he i think he would be very like if that's how he saw it he would or he would say this is the greatest charlotte russe i've ever tasted in my entire life i i i i guess i don't know much about Andy Murray's personality i do know him as being very very british like unapologetically british he's, like when he when he yes. won wimbledon it was a massive deal yeah because uh, a brit won there and that like never happens because as it turns out the british actually suck at sports <laughs> even though they invent them all they really do they're not very good <laughs> they kind of do andy murray right? is so british that like he you know I can't make a joke about how British he is because I can't really think of one, but he's so British and that just seems <laughs> like the perfect match. How British is it? I feel like we're playing the match game now. How he's British, so British is it? How British is so, yeah. it? <laughs> All right, who's your four? Uh, number four for me, I think uh, th- this one made my list because I think I was thinking about right now, you know, like the game shows have been around forever since television has existed. We've, we've had game shows, but um, I was thinking right in this moment, if you're thinking about a show that moves the needle, th- like the game show that moves the needle for people, and you're thinking about an athlete that, that is, has almost 
universally, but is, is almost a hundred percent approval rating. So I was, I was thinking, throw those two together, uh-huh. and we have a great match. Uh, and that match looks like Patrick Mahomes hosting The Voice. <gasps> so I think. Oh my god! Also, his voice. What? Patrick Mahomes' froggy voice. Mark, you're accidentally being absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, he does have a he does have a weird voice, doesn't he? I'm losing my mind. <laughs> oh my what is happening? You were accidentally putting no, together I thought, the I mean, most I just thought, unbelievable like, list I've ever heard of. I was just trying to come up like if you're trying to like that that seems like it would do the best ratings. Patrick Mahomes seems like he's one of the biggest stars in sports, <laughs> and the voice is a show that everyone seems to watch. And he so sounds like a frog. <laughs> oh my god i am like i am your subconscious was hard at work when you made this list also i watch the voice and i love it i'm gonna be honest <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Who, who are the judges now all right is, now is we've got blake nick jonas nick jonas blake shelton uh john legend kelly clarkson gwen is there some seasons gwen stefani we're on a first name. that seems a little yeah, and the contamination. whole time, yeah, and the whole time she's always like, "Well, you know, I want a singing competition." So, so I don't think she's allowed to say the name on air, but she uses that as a pitch oh to get people God. to choose her to be your coach. That's it's really tired. Uh, that is uh, that is a bigger betrayal than the uh, "Can you hear me now?" guy doing ads for Sprint. I know. Or, well, yeah, I still can't talk about right? that. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> wow, Patrick Mahomes hosting The Voice. Wow. I and Aaron Rodgers hosting a... Family Feud. I'm going to send you the Monster Golf Trophy. You are just crushing it. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add about Mahomes and the boys? I'm sorry. I no, hijacked that was it. Your that was my rationale. was just like, it. you know, I mean, I, I, I didn't put a ton of thought into it. I just thought, uh, let's let's do monster ratings and that to me would do a monster rating and I just would like to see Patrick Mahomes. And he's just a likable guy. He, he's, he's, he's fun and I would like to see him host the voice. So He sure is. You sure? Do you know that Carson Daly hosts The Voice? And I didn't know who Carson Daly was. What? That what? You didn't know who Carson? I mean, Daly I knew was? his name, but I saw him up there, and I was like, "Who's this idiot?" And the person How? I was watching it with was like, obviously Carson Daly, and I was like, "I don't remember who that is." Literally, the most shocking thing you have ever said. That is that is you. You said a lot of questionable things on the show, <laughs> and you being a woman in her early thirties. Mark, I told you this. In the nineties, I watched and you don't know PBS, da- and I had to pretend I knew what was going on. That's why my FOMO of cultural things, like I could tell you the difference between Handel and Haydn, and I didn't know who Carson Daly was. We have to, for your own sake, we have to cut this from the podcast. You didn't right. know Carson Date. I forgot. I knew you know, his are, name. Are you I knew aware he was of a Total thing. Request Live. Are you aware of Total Request Live? Yes. Uh, TRL. Okay. <laughs> Did I watch it? I don't know. I'm moving on. I'm telling you my number four. Oh, my number three. Number three. Okay. Speaking of MTV, I want Rob Gronkowski to host a reboot of Date My Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that show? Yeah. I loved that show where the guy would have to go on a date with a girl's mom. He went on date. He would date three different moms, and then based on the mom, choose which daughter he wanted to date, which is the oh creepiest thing I've so ever bad. heard. And Gronk hosting that, I think, would be hilarious. I also thought it would be funny to have Gronk host Jeopardy because he like wouldn't be able to pronounce some of the yeah. words probably. But I went. I think date my mom would just be such a fun thing to have him on there. 
I, I agree with you. That's why uh, when we when we initially did this, I said Marshawn Lynch hosting Jeopardy for the same reason that it, it, Gronk. They both checked the same boxes. Where like they're they're probably not going to know much of anything that they're reading, but at the same time, they would love to. They, like they have a sense of wonderment that like as as Gronk is reading the clues, he'd be like, "What? There's a what war?" <laughs> he would like ask the like this, this war happened in Europe. That's I can pretty also tight. Cool. I could All see right. Marshawn like weirdly knowing everything and just yeah. like not saying anything it would be funny if marshawn hosts it and he like writes the questions and it's all like (laughs) (laughs) questions that like are in his his wheelhouse and you get these like pasty white nerds up there that are just like i have no idea what the hell this man's talking about that'd be really good and then he just scolds them like how do you not know that man how do you not know dmx's whole catalog are you crazy And they leave in shame. <laughs> um, uh, but no, so that's yeah, great. that's mine. Gr- What's Gronk your, date yeah. my mom. Sh- shout out to MTV, by the way, for like, I, when I think of MTV's reality shows, um, I guess just date my mom and isn't 16 and pregnant one. I, they, they just yeah. get right to the point with the titles. I like that. <laughs> just right. Right Teen mom, date my mom. Teen mom. 16 and pregnant. Uh, another thing about mom, dance moms, that's not MTV. But like, if I you, like uh, a reality show that tells you exactly what it is. Yeah, if you turned on 16 and Pregnant and you were surprised by the content, that's on you, you know? Right. <laughs> that's on you. You, you knew what yeah. you, knew what you yeah, clicked. You, yeah, exactly. Uh, number three for me. So I don't know. You're probably not aware of this game show, uh, but it's a famous one. Your, your parents will know of it. Certainly your grandparents would know of it. Um, it, it, it was in the 50s. Groucho Marx hosted it, which was why I, I wanted to bring this up. I, I, I dug deep for this one. And apparently Jay Leno is doing uh, a reboot this year. Is it? Is it Hollywood which, Squares? It's not Hollywood Squares. But uh, Jay Leno reboot are like three what of the is most it? terrifying words in show business, by the way. <laughs> but uh, uh, they're apparently bringing it back. It's a show called You Bet Your Life. And um, when when I, I I used to watch like reruns of it with Groucho Marx because like I, I I went through a Groucho Marx phase you know wait as we all do I was I was Groucho Marx for Halloween in fourth grade oh really I I was obsessed with the Marx Brothers I well, know like go. every word of every Marx Brother I could sing you the song from a night at the circus oh right my now God. I, I I went through a phase Charlotte I didn't go through a. <laughs> <laughs> A lifetime. <laughs> you opened up to me, and I trusted you, and I, I opened like, oh, up geez. to you, and you <laughs> shot it down. It's like not like that. That's. Uh, it's, uh, I'll find the picture. I'll find the picture of me dressed up as Groucho Marx. Um. But anyway, what made the show so awesome was was Groucho Marx hosting it, which is why it's not going to work with Jay Leno hosting it. But uh, anyway, uh, for that reason, I wanted a an athlete who. Uh, is also has just a, a personality, maybe not as fun, but like is very is very much a personality. Is a man that that will say what's on his mind. Uh, will it, it, it's a personality driven show, Charlotte. So for that reason, I want Pete Rose hosting uh, the show. You oh bet your God. life. That wild. That's it. That's like that. What, what is the premise? What is the premise of the show? Uh, it's it's just like every P- other game show. P. Rose hosting, he like wouldn't remember anything. Is has yeah. P. Rose been canceled? Probably. He's been I think can- he's he, been he, too he, canceled to host. I something. will say no. I I think Pete Rose is so he's been canceled so many times that it's come back around. That yeah. he's like you know what I mean. Like, like a network guys- would be like, we're bringing Pete Rose back, and everyone would be like, are you kidding me? And they'd be I- like. Nope, we're doing I it. I feel like Pete Rose is like kind of the OG Chet Hanks, where you cancel <laughs> him. So like every time he opens his mouth, you cancel him, and then it eventually gets to the point where you're like, 
I don't know. Like, what's the harm? of This guy's really. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I guess. I, and then some people are like, it's kind of funny, you know. White boy summer is doesn't yeah, it? Oh my god, I'm like, buddy. <laughs> That's like International Men's Day, man. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah, no, you're. That's Rose. <laughs> see you by your life. Oh man. All right. My number two one is I want Sue Bird and Megan Rapino hosting The Bachelor mm. because they have probably the most beautiful relationship. I read um, Emma Carmichael, who's a writer and and TV writer, wrote a profile of them in GQ, and it's the kind of love story where you're almost just like a little grossed out reading it because it's so earnest and they're so mm-hmm. one. And then they made this video where they're answering questions about each other. And it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I think it would be hilarious to have a couple that is like, so clearly in love for, you know, quote the right reasons hosting no, a show. Work. No, no, no. That's why it would never work. Listen, <laughs> hosting a show where everybody knows it's going to end in disaster. So they have this like beacon of what they could be, but they know they won't because it's just all going to fall apart either. And, and I think that they would both, they'd call it like it is. They'd be like, you're being an idiot. I don't know why you're. I, I do. I do like, uh, I, I want, I think the bachelor needs to go back to like more earnest, uh, contestants. And, and that's what made the show so good in the first place was like, people were actually, you know, like second grade teachers in Iowa. And they're like, I can't find love. And I'm on this show to find love. Now it's like, I want to be an Instagram influencer. I know. And I, my agent booked me this game. (laughs) Seriously. And, and so like, no one's really there to find love. And it's, 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 it's putting a hat on a hat at this point. We don't need all that. We need, we need people to believe that they found their soulmate, and 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 that this is like like because that that's how that's the genius of it is that it all looks and feels normal but at the end you get the rug pulled out from under you and you're like oh that's right this is a reality show where that guy that i fell in love with was dating like 28 other women yes i can't <laughs> that's right this is absurd and then they're balling in the, in the limo i feel like the bachelors <laughs> jumped the shark for that reason the is bachelor like, is unwatchable basically at this point and i can't yeah. stop yeah yeah that's i'm not uh, proud I, of it I don't watch it anymore, but uh, that I maybe I would if if Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe. Although I got to be honest, you're not going to love this, especially how much you love Aaron Rodgers and Shailen Woodley. I celebrity couples that like remind you they're a couple. I don't like it. I don't, mm. Any of them? Okay. Like, really, any of them? <laughs> like, I, you, I respect you, that. If I'm reminded that you're together, other than like you just showing up at red carpets together, like you're doing too much in my eyes. <laughs> okay, here's here's the one thing I'll I just say to that. I just say people publicly being in love here's the, here's the one thing i'll say to that is that if you're a celebrity couple and you know people are going to be interested in your relationship no matter what if you put the information you out, out yourself you own the it, story yeah you, yes and there's well, less digging around i mean maybe there's not but i i think I, they, I think the idea is you control the narrative John Legend and Chrissy Teigen as well. Oh, like, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't need your updates. I don't I'm, want the update. I don't want. Yeah. I that, also think when ki- when people post their kids all the time. Yeah. Celebrities post their kids. I'm like, kid didn't ask for this. Yeah. yeah. Don't bring the Let kid know, into Charlotte. this, man. You should quote tweet it with add your commentary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like as that. As a good, mother. <laughs> good. Good number two. As, as an aunt myself. Right, as an right, aunt. Right. Aunt Char says. As an aunt. Uh, Number two for me is uh, I'm just going to cut right to it. I'll, I'll explain it later. Jameis Winston as host of Supermarket Sweep. Uh, <laughs> Jameis <heck>? Winston. <laughs> is, 
is Why? say what you want about his football skills. The man is is a content machine. He is is entertaining as hell. Great personality. Knows how to eat and eat a W. All that stuff. Like he, it feels like every time Jameis Winston is in my purview, uh, I'm happy about it. I, 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 going back to the Florida State days, he was he he was awesome. He, uh, so I want him to host a game show, and then Supermarket Sweep. I just think uh, it was a great game show, and is, it's back, right? Like, are they Leslie Jones is hosting Leslie it now? Leslie Jones, that's right. Yeah, well, I have never watched Supermarket Sweep. I'm gonna be honest. You didn't watch the old one? No. Oh. It was legendary. I mean, like gr- growing up, I go, I, I, it got me to go to the grocery with my mom because I would just dream. You would of play the, of, supermarket sweep. I, you just run with the cart and just like stick your arm <laughs> out and just throw every like every box of cinnamon toast crunch in there and. That must have been a huge liability for grocery stores. Yeah. Yes. How many? Probably. How many? St- like Albertsons? Do you think sued? I don't know why I just said Albertsons. I've been to an Albertsons once in my life. <laughs> Anyway, was Jameis Winston also canceled? Is it hasn't everybody been? You yeah, Jameis Winston is probably canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right, probably. okay. Just I think we got off that assumption. <laughs> Supermarket. My brother and I would play though. Like my mom would, we would go to the grocery with my mom, and she'd be like, "All right, so Ryan, you get the eggs and the milk and the bread. Mark, you're gonna get the this and this." On your mark, get set, go. And then she just she just sit there by the front of the grocery and like keep her arms crossed. You know, that's amazing. Oh God, Laura, she's a, read, uh, she's a smart woman. Smart woman. I learned a lot of parenting skills from my mom that I'll use someday. <laughs> Another good brilliant. one. Just just in general, like if you yeah. get a kid in front of you and you you ask them to do something and they say no and they're like, why would I do that for you? All you got to do is just say like, I bet you can't do it in thirty seconds. All you have to say like, is I'll time you. Yeah, I'll time you. Like the record's twenty seconds. Can you beat it? And then they're like, that would yeah, probably <laughs> still work on me. It's still, yeah, I can beat it. All right. That actually I'll worked me the other day where there were, I was saying, I, it doesn't matter. It worked on me the other day. <laughs> that did work on me. That's a little embarrassing. The self-editing right there was awesome. Good job, Charlie. Yeah. It's like, like bet we'll you can't do one. this in, bet you can't get ready in 10 minutes. And I was out the door. <laughs> Usually it takes me 45. Anyway. Um, uh, all right. My number, no, one, number one, I'm very proud of. I want Kevin Durant hosting The Circle, mm. which was that social media show mm-hmm. on Netflix that I also mm-hmm. didn't watch, but I know that it had to do with burner accounts and pretending mm-hmm. to be somebody or not on the mm. internet. And I stand by it. Uh, and by host, you mean just like participate in the show itself? Like that would be... Oh, no, no. He's ho- <laughs> he is walking people through it. He's giving them oh, advice like giving them on how, how to, to catfish yeah. people. Just Kevin Durant hosting basically any game show would work. Or hosting think, Love but, is Blind. Kevin Durant Love. hosting Love is Blind would also be absolutely hilarious. I was so into Love is Blind. Give me, uh, because we work in sports media, so uh, you have to boil your takedown to, to, you have to polarize it one or the, the other. The lowest common denominator. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on Kevin Durant? How am I supposed to do that? Well, I'll do it for you. Thumbs down. Big fat thumbs down. I'm giving a thumbs up. Because if you give a thumbs down for this to be a good show, I got to give a thumbs up so that we can argue about it. I give it thumbs down with a fart noise. (laughs) Okay. That's how you know it's real. Um, I like it. Kevin Durant hosting the circle is is uh that, that's just delete your accounts kevin just just log off that's all it takes keep it going it's kevin hard. it's not that hard always tweet uh, tweet through it katie number one for me if you tell me you have not you didn't watch the show i swear to god we were we are done with this podcast oh, that's no. it tell me please for the love of god charlotte you watch guts 
on Nickelodeon? Yes. Yes. Oh. I did. I loved Guts. I oh. did. Oh my God. I'm so relieved. Oh. <laughs> uh, number I one would for go me. to friends' houses who had Nickelodeon and I would watch Guts. So Mike O'Malley was uh, the host of Guts mm-hmm. and he was a, a guy that was he's, he's kind of a perfect host. You can't really upgrade Mike O'Malley, but if you're going to try, you would find a, a, a an older man who was a personality himself, who was uh, uh, Mike O'Malley was a little he wanted you to think he was a little rough around the edges. He wasn't. But um, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to quit justifying it. I, I picked George Brett of the Kansas City Royals fame um, to, to host guts. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember George Brett. Some people might, and they might understand why I picked him to host Guts, and others might not. And if you don't, maybe Google it. Maybe you just Google George Brett Guts. Did you pick? What, are all of your picks? Were all of them canceled? Are these all like? No, they're not canceled, Charlotte. It's a theme. Like I, I, I made this for the graphic. Just the graphic we put out is George uh, Brett hosting Guts. What happened? Can I Google him? Just there, there's a YouTube video where he's talking about crap in his pants to everyone. <laughs> all his teammates and now he, he, he poops his pants all the time <laughs> do i have to do i have to explain all these two? you got you got aaron Rodgers and patrick mahomes you got pete rose surely you bet your life oh gambling yeah Jameis winston stole crab legs i don't remember that oh my you and George me. Brett you pants. punked me. I punked you, Charlotte. I got you. I got the first two. Oh my god! See, this is. I was trying to explain myself to somebody the other day because they were like, "You're not a dumb person, but you just don't get certain things. Like there are some things that, like, I'll know most. I'll get like most of the way there, and then there are just some things that I don't know. And you just, you just did, you just craft. Oh my god! I'm, you just crafted the perfect punk Charlotte Wilder list. I uh, yes, that's that was the goal. That was uh, I had two goals. You played goals. One, it off like you didn't know the Family Feud and the voice yeah, one. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You're such a jerk. Oh my god! Of course I knew. Can you imagine the coincidence <laughs> if I came up with all of these and like I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it to punk you on. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. Two, I, I feel like this graphic is going to pop on social media. I feel like you put out my list. Uh, that's going to get people talking. And uh, I, I did it for the list. I, I, I did it for I the graphic. So. Humbled. <laughs> I'm humbled. There you go. Good top. I told you this is my favorite list I ever put together. This was uh, I worked hard on this one. Um, my hope- list sucks in comparison. Oh, oh my god. No, your list is good. I like your list. It, it, it's it's perfectly us. You know, like you're earnest and I know, and you just like just- trolled me the entire time. That is so good. All right, I'm shaking your hand. <laughs> I almost made Lamar Jackson uh, be the guts. host of guts, but I feel like that was. George Brett's a little more obvious for a certain crap. Like, if you've seen the video, if you know anything about George Brett, like other than his baseball career, it's probably like you know that he you know that you know that you know this video of him talking about pooping his pants all the time. As soon as you said that, you had a mischievous look on your face, and I was like, oh boy, (laughs) I. The hardest part is like trying to like actually rational, like you know, like Patrick (laughs) Mahomes is the voice, like trying to actually make the case for him hosting the Voice. I don't know what there there is no case. It's just. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm I was like so, trying to actually great. sell you on the ideas. This is my favorite. <laughs> this is my. The... I was oh, like, why man. are you picking the worst people? <laughs> oh man, Mark, I am from Rosenbaum to Supermarket Sweep. There you go. That's it. Anything else? Do you want to sign off? We did it. I think that's it. We did it. I'm. I'm. I'm rattled. We gotta go. I'm- <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>